At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hello, right. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk Agenda 2030. Now, a lot of you are probably thinking, I don't even know what the hell Agenda 2030 is. Well, basically, it's one of those UN conspiracy nut kind of things. So we're going to get into it. And maybe you're a nut, and maybe you're not so nutty. But by the end of the podcast, you'll be able to make your own decision. And and that's really, you know, what being prepared is all about, is being able to make your own decisions on what's right, what's wrong, and and what steps you should take to, you know, protect your family. It's all about how much risk, you know, something involves and, and what we really need to worry about. I think one of the big things... Agenda 2030 is actually a little bit older. Um, it's something that went into law around um, 2016. Um, they were all talking about it and debated it in uh, 2015. And so it's a couple of years old now, but I just have been seeing a couple of things floating around on Facebook and YouTube and stuff like that. People have been sharing stuff and, oh, we're worried about this. And I'm like, all right, let's get to the bottom of it. You know, let's. And I like to go to the source. You know, I actually pulled up the document and it's not too bad. It's only about 41 pages. And, you know, it's it's not like law documents, 41 pages. It's like you wrote a college paper, 41 pages, you know, so it's not that scary. Um, basically, it lays out the UN's goals for the next, well, 15 years at that point. Um, and where they see the future going, you know, um, how they want to take the uh, country and that kind of stuff. And well, basically, there's a lot of conspiracy stuff out there. Now, Kevin, you said uh, you saw some conspiracy groups and what kind of things were they worried about? I think uh, mostly what they're worried about was um, 
trying to round people up in the cities, move people off their land, uh, make private land public land, and uh, basically ban people from being on public land, you know, returning it to the earth. The earth, yes. Mm-hmm. That, that's nice, you know, to give back. Um, well, when I read it, I, I didn't really get that. Uh, what I, man, you know, it's, here's the thing. There are some things that if you take them very literal, it, it's pretty scary. And you're like, ooh, that's, you know, really over the top and, and you guys are kind of out of control. But then it also says things very literally in there is, hey, we're not trying to take control of everything. Mm-hmm. And each country still has its own power. So, you know, but I can definitely understand why people are afraid of the UN. And I definitely don't like throwing money at an organization that seems to be working against our country most of the time. And we seem to finance, you know, 30, 40% of it. And yet we don't seem to get the benefit. Right, right. It seems like we dump a lot of money into the UN. And, uh, it really doesn't doesn't uh, come back uh, come back to us. Yeah, no, I, I don't feel like we get the benefits. You know, I know they say, well, you know, you have all these poor people. We'd live in a better world if we educated the poor people and they weren't spreading disease. You know, how would it be if I just worried about my family, but I don't take care of all the poor people that live in my community, but then my kids go and get the measles and things like that because the rest of the community is living in filth and squalor. So it's all relevant. And, you know, you want people who are working in your restaurants and dealing with your food and working in the farms to have a certain understanding of hygiene and basic life, plus the humanity in us. You know, we don't want people suffering. So there is an argument to be made for the general population to, you know, have a basic level of existence. But you would think that in like a capitalist kind of world that it would kind of take care of itself, you know, that the demand of quality products would require that people pay a certain level to have workers, you know, that are clean and disease free and, you know, all that happy stuff. But uh, what do you think? And so what more did, uh, did these conspiracy guys say, like, where were they taking it? Because I can lay it out. I'm going to lay out, you know, where Agenda 2030. And I know why these guys are scared. But mm-hmm. I'm really a little surprised that, you know, the encroachment and like that. I know Agenda 21, that was the big thing. Yeah. That was where, you know, everybody was saying, was like, oh, right. they're going to round 20, us up. Right. And 20, Agenda 2030 is a, basically an extension of uh, 23. So 21. Yeah. 21. So... Basically, the idea would be that they could seize property from people without eminent domain, and they could move people into the cities so that, uh, you know, basically, basically the country would be relegated back to Nature. the animals, the environment, right, to, uh, and it really all comes down to um, global warming and climate change. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Here, here's, I guess, how they get there. Now, right in the beginning, that, that's the, the tricky thing with these is they lay out the initial agenda in the first you know, couple of sections, and that gets people worked up. So basically, 
they have these completely unrealistic, impossible goals that basically they think they can regulate stuff into existence. Um, the outline is they call for the total eradication of hunger across the planet, mm -hmm. total eradication of race inequality across the planet, total eradication of poverty. You know, we should have just made poverty illegal a long time ago. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't been that. That's I mean, that just crazy. that's good sense right there. Total eradication of gender inequality, eradication of war. Shit, we should have thought of that one. Fucking imagine if we'd outlawed war a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, eradication of malaria. I know they talked about AIDS, hepatitis, all these things, uh, Ebola, um, tuberculosis. Set a standard of education for every child on the planet. Now that does sound very, you know, uh, New World Order kind of Bible fear, that kind of stuff. Clean water and sanitation for every person. We should have passed that law a long time ago. A decent job for every worker on the planet. Sounds great. Um, sustainable economic growth in every country on the planet. Sustainable agriculture across the planet. Sustainable livestock across the planet. Reduction in natural resource use in every country on the planet. Reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. Reduction in flood and drought. Um, now, like the article I read, they're like, oh, that's ridiculous. You know, how can you, whatever. So the way I read it, I mean, they do kind of say this is what we plan to do. Mm -hmm. They don't say this is like our fantasy wish list. Right. But it kind of, when you read it, it's their fantasy wish list of all the countries should be working towards this. And if we all moved in that direction, the world would be a better place. Mm -hmm. I see that. I mean, that's, uh, those are all nice ideas. I, I don't see a problem, you know, with that as, you know, a nice idea. Um, yeah. Now, Later on, like people are like, oh, well, that's the only thing they're going to do. And look how horrible they are. As you read the different points, it still says we affirm the state's individual rights. Now, obviously, they're referring to states as countries because mm -hmm. America were the only one, you know, like with the states inside the country kind of thing. You get the idea because they really the states were supposed to be very sovereign in America. Yeah, and it didn't work out. That didn't work out so much, you know. We weren't going to have this big, oppressive uh, federal government. You know, they kind of envisioned it like Europe is now, you know, mm -hmm. where you had a group and you're all kind of working towards the same thing and you can go in and out of each country in there and it's cool. But for the most part, we all do our own fucking thing. I think that's how the colonists really pictured America was going to be. Yeah, it didn't really work out in I, f I feel like if, if you were to classify my political position now, it would be anti-federalist. Anti right, uh, right. But uh, that's not what the anti-federalists were in the, uh, in the 1780s. Right. Um, really, the idea would be uh, the federal government would, would, uh, would broker deals between states to keep from states going to war with each other. And now, really, the federal government is... 
the only government and right. they just run every bit that's of all shit. that matters i mean sure if you guys want to handle like the disputes over property lines and and you know whose fence is too high and shit like that we'll leave that up to you guys to decide for yourselves but pretty much everything else the federal government's going to take hold and that's that's kind of seems to be the motivation but that's it as you read through agenda 21 it really says though that the states are in charge of their own economic stuff. We affirm that they're in charge of their own decisions and can kind of do what they want. You know, everyone's always like, oh, the UN, they're going to, you know, outlaw our guns. Now, there is kind of a loophole that you can get into as far as guns and the Second Amendment, where the US has to do, you know, amendments to do all kinds of stuff. But when you do treaties, treaties are binding. And when you have treaties that ban guns, you get into a gray area. Mm-hmm. But also, if you read, the treaties are supposed to have, you know, large support, which I, I don't feel that they necessarily do. You know, we just kind of seem to move forward where Obama signs whatever the fuck he wants. And then that's kind of it. I don't know. Trump hasn't really gotten into much. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The way they, they work that is is what they call the Commerce Clause. Yes, in the Declaration of Independence, or I'm sorry, the Constitution, and uh, it states the United States Congress shall have power to regulate commerce with foreign nations and among the states and with Indian tribes. Now, basically, they they pulled this down through uh, Jim Crow laws, through right. civil rights movements. They worked that commerce clause into everything. Yeah, they you do. Know, if you run a restaurant and you know, you have ketchup there. If those tomatoes weren't grown in your state, that ketchup is regulated by the current commerce clause, and you can't serve it serve that unless you are doing what the federal government wants you to do. Exactly. In, in this case, it was um, it was uh, civil rights, um, but you know, it really works into a lot of tricky little areas there. Right. You know, where, the, where the federal government uses the commerce clause as the reason why they can do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, that, that sounds right. Um, and, you know, I mean, I understand where people get their fear and why they think that, you know, the federal government, I see a million ways that our government is encroaching on our lives and trying to control everything we do. I don't see any real justification of why they would want to take away our guns unless they intend to do shit that they'd get shot about, you know? Um, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I feel like it's a power grab and and they want to be in control, but I don't see how you can tie this 2030 really into, you know, that. Like I said, their, their goals are overreaching. And in theory, if the UN was really going to make this happen, they could only do it the way that, you know, people really concerned about this shit are thinking, you know, where, you know, they do grab into every aspect of your life and the way they word stuff, it does say, well, we intend to, you know, end poverty through the use of law and justice. Right. Which does imply like, Oh, you should be passing laws that are going to take money away from rich people and give it to poor people or shit like that. Because mm-hmm. I don't see how else you get there, you know? Right, right. It's a huge cost. And, you know, 
again, we're the assholes that are paying for this. You yeah. know, whether we want it or not, it's our tax money that's going to fund these UN right. programs. And you can be like, well, I didn't vote for that shit. And that's, you know, I mean, I was kind of excited when we got Nikki Haley in there because she's a pretty decent girl and seemed like she knew what she was doing. Um, wasn't able to get the ground that I, you know, was really hoping for, but at least she spoke up for America and was really, you know, kind of defending our values, which I feel like we just been kind of going along to get along in the past, you know? Right. Right. I know there's a, there's a big election here that, uh, uh, just last week, Uh you know, we had some, uh, some issues with, and, um, here in New York State, they really pushed a lot of uh, a lot of uh, liberal theology, liberal ideas through, and um, you know it's it, we're in a tricky area right now. You know, uh, yeah, you know they they elected a um, uh, district attorney, my my local district attorney. Uh, it's in dis- dispute still. There's a three three votes separated the two candidates. Wow. Um, so they're doing a recount, uh, trying to work it all out, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I mean, that's just really, um, I think, uh, it serves as a pretty good reminder that we all have to pay attention to our local, um, local elections. You know, the local elections are the ones that affect you the most. Yeah, definitely. uh, You have to keep track of your, you know, of your town and county servants and your state, you know, state representatives, you got to keep them on their toes, man. They'll that fuck was, you over if, if they can put money in their pockets. So, you know, you got to keep your eyes on them. Yeah. And that was the big push with the Agenda 21 and why everyone got so scared of it was basically they wanted to infiltrate infiltrate the way our society runs by taking over the small towns and communities and, and really working that way. Because people are realizing, hey, that's where the power starts even though me and Kevin just made an argument that the federal government does teams tend to put their hand in everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, the guy standing at your door is going to be the guy that's, you know, knocking at your door with uh, guns and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, your local sheriff and your local, you know, stuff or who you need to be your line of defense. Right. Um, you know, most of the States, I think it'll end up coming in the fantasy world where they come for your guns I think you're looking at the state police because a lot of the sheriffs are representative of the individual and the people in the community. Right. And a lot and of sheriff, sheriffs have, have announced that they would not be uh, down for that. Right. Um, one of the big things like Virginia, I keep seeing, uh, you know, they, they were just talking about this stuff and now they just elected this new jackass governor. And, uh, Basically, you know, I was talking to the people at work. Well, I find that hard to believe that they'd elect an anti-gun uh, governor in Virginia because, you know, Virginia is such a uh, gun-friendly state. Well, I think that's part of the problem. And that's why people get so worried about these ideas is because, yeah, these aren't necessarily representative of the values in the state. And that's why you really have to be paying attention and you really do have to go out and vote. You need to find out what people are really about. Um, I guess Bloomberg ended up financing a lot of this guy's campaign and was able to motivate people and, and get the right people out to vote and also misrepresent 
the full agenda to some extent. And then once this guy got elected, he's mysteriously, oh, yeah, you know, I'm already putting plans into action on how we can do gun confiscation. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you just need to be paying attention. Um, you need to be aware. You need to bury your guns and have lots of them ready. That's what I would say. Yeah. Now, uh, when it comes to gun confiscation, we, we did a um, uh, a podcast a few few months back about 3D printed guns. Yes. Um, so basically what happened was in 2012, Defense Distributed disclosed uh, plans for a 3D printed gun that could be downloaded and reproduced with anybody with, uh, by anybody with a 3D printer. Right. Um, originally, it, what they what – they, the first uh, – prints that they published were for a gun called the liberator which uh, is entirely plastic it was a one-shot uh pistol handheld pistol um but they caught them on the uh, undetectable firearms act which is basically yes. uh any firearm has to be has to set off a metal detector yes that is correct you have to, you have to put a metal plate in the, this liberator which uh you know they included the plans for that Oh, nice. They got through with that. Um, In 2013, the U.S. Department of State um, directed defense distributed to remove uh, the download links. So that was like the the first big push against them, you know, banning banning this uh, downloadable prints for guns. Now, now you can download prints for plastic, all plastic guns. Uh, for plastic parts, I saw a receiver for an AK-47, um, you know, a, a lower that said it would last for approximately 650 rounds before, you know, started started causing problems, which I, I don't know how they uh, how they manage that with plastic. It seems like it's a pretty uh, sturdy piece of equipment you have to have there. Right. But basically, you could print up you could print up the receivers for any firearm and then just, you know, piece it right. together from there. Right. Cause gun parts are always available and, you know, easily accessible. So you can usually order them online and have them shipped to just about any state cause they're just parts, you know, you're right. not putting it together and whatever. And the crime comes when you piece these things together, when they exceed, you know, the limits of your state guns. Right. Now, 2018, uh, Wired Magazine published news that Defense Distributed relaunched uh, DEFCAD and began uh, uh, digitizing popular firearms for public consumption. Now, that they're still doing that now. You can download them there. There's over 100,000 people have downloaded the designs for these guns. Right. So really what it comes down to is... Um, Ultimately, if they get shut down, you'll still be able to find these download prints now. They're out there. Right. Uh, let them find them on uh, – um, you can find them on Reddit. You can find them on, you know, basically any place, any tour sites. Um, right. Now, the trick with it, the main problem you have now with these guns is the uh, 3D printers are almost never sold. They're leased. Hmm. And if they feel or believe that you're using them to print illegal things, they can take those printers back. Uh, that's what they did to. Um, that's what they did to uh, defense. Uh, uh, defense distributed. They seized all their 3D printers. I did now, not know that. 
Now, I think I, you see a lot more that it, the people that we're dealing with, instead of the federal government, are corporations. Um, when it came, comes to fa- facial recognition, it's not the federal government that's putting it everywhere. It's the corporations that are putting it every, everywhere. And, um, you know, there's a lot of machinists out there that can put together a firearm pretty quickly, especially if they have prints for it. You yes. Know, exact dimensions. And yes. I would say that it's probably a good lo- good idea for all of us to download the software, whether we have the 3D printers or not. Now, I, I don't have a 3D printer. I haven't printed up any guns. Any, uh, I don't even have the Liberator as much as uh, oh, Kevin. I want to. But, um, and, you know, to all the ATF agents listening, I don't know anything about making firearms. I don't know nothing about it. Nice. So whatever. Do what you want. But you won't find a, a firearm in my house um, with a metal detector. So you better better get those glasses on, man. Get searching real, real close. You're shady. Um, yeah, no, that's, you know, metal detector is not the way to go. You don't go for metal guns. Right. I've got, I've got metal firearms, but they're all, they're all obviously placed. You don't have to tear down any of any of my walls or anything to get to any of them. I'd like to see them tear down your walls. (laughs) Well, I was thinking about remodeling. That's why I keep bringing this up. Hey, especially like a kitchen wall or something. You want that open concept. Yeah, that's right. That's you right. Know, you've been watching a lot of Chip and JoJo there or whatever. And well, you know, I feel like when I'm washing dishes, right. I want to be able to look over the sink and watch the babies. While right. She's pooping, you know, we can have a conversation. She's on the toilet. I'm doing the dishes. But, you know. <laughs> that's right. You do have a bathroom right behind the kitchen. So, that's yeah, that right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Put a window in there. <laughs> hey, I forgot to ask you. Are you going to uh-huh. want some uh, salad dressing with that? or? Uh-huh. That's right, man. So I think uh, ultimately what it comes down to is that we have to keep pushing for our freedom. You yes. know, anybody that encroaches at all on our rights is the enemy. You know, I, w- I want to burn garbage in my backyard. I want to shoot guns with no pants on. And God damn it, I'm going to do it. And if you <laughs> are the role? if you're running for office... And you're like, you know, I really don't like Kevin uh, shooting guns in his backyard with no pants on. I'm not voting for you. That's no. plain and simple. That's oh, how it shit. is. Sounds right. Uh, I don't know. But that's exactly. that. That's the whole thing is you just have to be looking. You have to be paying attention. We try and bring the information to you so you can make an informed decision, at least get you in the neighborhood so you can do your own research. But the bottom line, you're responsible for you. You need to find out what's going on in your world and, uh, you know, always work in the right direction to make it the world you want it to be. You know, if you want to take care of people, then you should be taking care of people. But if you want to keep your money, you should be allowed to keep your money. You know, it's to figure out your own way. But that's, that's really the step, though, is to, you know, find a balance, I think. You know, finding a balance of what the world should be and, you know, taking steps to make the world a little closer to what you want out of life. Yeah, that's right. Now, uh, everyone should remember tomorrow or probably, you know, the day you're listening to this, it's uh, Veterans Day. 
All right. Um, not only is it Veterans Day, it's also Malt Liquor Monday. Yes, you did um, point out that was a thing. That is a thing. It's a thing in my house anyway. Um, I, I think it is just your house, but I'm 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 making it a thing. I'm making it a, a weekly thing. It's not a it's not a, a annual holiday. This is a weekly holiday, and I celebrate it in the Jager House every 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 day. day. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'd like to see if some of you guys could maybe throw up on the Prepping Badass Group some of those Malt Liquor Monday memes. Mm-hmm. You know, help us celebrate and spread the word. Uh huh. Take a picture of your malt liquor. You and your Colt Forty Five or mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is. Old English. How are you going to run a successful business with no Schlitz malt liquor? Everyone knows that. <laughs> is that right? That's how that, it works? That's standard. Now, I was talking to the missus uh, earlier today. and What uh, say? Well, we realized that we didn't know. What do you call people from Wyoming? I'm going to tell you. It's not uh, what you think. Oh, what they're, is it? They're Wyomingites. That can't be right. Yeah, so... so um, I mean, this is a bit of a shock to me, honestly. But uh, all you Wyomingites out there, I want to see some pictures of Malt Liquor Mondays. Um, now, if you guys want to go on our Facebook page, uh, you can post all sorts of uh, all sorts of Malt Liquor uh, Monday memes. You can uh, post some Veterans Day uh, memes. Whatever you guys got to say. If you guys have some uh, opinions about the show or what you want to hear us talk about. I'd love to see that posted on Facebook. Um, Chuck, how do they find our Facebook page? Where do they go? I think if you search, um, actually, if you just go to facebook.com slant prepping badass. That'll take us right right there, right? Now, you have to get approved to join the group. The group, Um, not the page. Not the page. You can be be on the page. But uh, if you want to join the group, send Chuck a message. He'll pass you. You know, as long as yeah. you're not a not a lunatic, um, we've had a couple of them. Yeah, like two, for, three, five, seven. A couple of them. A couple of them. I mean, we love lunatics. They're just the wrong kind of lunatic. That's all. Um, yeah. So that's that's pretty much it, Chuck. Do you got anything else to talk about today? No, I think I think we're all caught up. So with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Jean-Paul Bourgeois and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. 
Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.